You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to a very thought-provoking episode of Ask a Drone You. My name is Paul. My name's Rob. Thankful that you're here with us. I'm excited to hear Paul's answer to this question. Uh, it's new territory. This is a good challenge for me, Rob, because as many of you know, I get frustrated when people ask questions, and I don't think that they know what they're asking for, if that makes sense. And it's really important to discuss uh, this particular issue with vernacular when it comes to drone mapping because vernacular can actually set you back in a project if there's a simple misunderstanding between the client and the contractor or the service provider. So I do want to say this. I want to preface this question really fast. It's very clear that the question asker has mistaken one particular word and that's okay we're not going to judge him for that what we're going to try to do is say i think i understand what you're asking for and here's how we would do that so uh this is a great challenge for paul to learn how to be nice to people (laughs) and uh i appreciate that opportunity so thank you that being said we are here to really help people so sometimes we have to put our egos aside humble down and say well i Reading between the lines, I think I hear what you're asking, but will you give us the opportunity to correct your vernacular? Because you could very quickly get in trouble <laughs> with, with how you're saying what you're saying. Yeah, I think it, I think part of the uh, idea is to try to understand the goal sure. of the question asker, right? Yeah. And I think we can deduce that. Well, let's hear it, Rob, and let's talk about how you can use PIX4D and their newest tool to inspect construction sites and even concrete instruction remotely. If you want to annotate, add instructions and all that, well, we're going to teach you how to do that in one of PIX40's newest tools, which frankly is exciting when you consider that you can do this at no additional charge. This is John again from Prescott, Arizona. I'm playing around with doing rebar inspection using a Phantom 4 Pro. I believe I need to generate ortho mosaics of each wall and almost like a Matterport presentation, be able to put those pictures onto a 3D CAD drawing where an inspector could view in detail the rebar and the tie wire tying it on each wall. Any thoughts on how to properly do this? Much appreciated. Thanks, John. Um, appreciate the question very much. And don't forget to go to askdroneu.com to get your question answered. So simply put, I think he's trying to create a way for, I, I don't know if he's the inspector or if there's somebody else who would be the inspector to look at 3D models, obviously be, probably because of COVID bringing this about, to inspect these uh, rebar walls before they get poured. Hey, look, a lot of a lot of companies are trying to figure out how to get their jobs done in a remote environment and reduce the risk of spread with COVID. And if you've got a construction crew who just built all of these walls and it needs to be inspected and the inspector, for whatever reason, doesn't want to or isn't physically capable of going to these sites, it is possible to create a 3D model 
not necessarily an ortho mosaic, but a 3D model um, that the inspector could actually look at that level of detail. That being said, I'm wondering... I'm wondering if the inspector is going to be taking measurements or if this is more of a visual inspection of them checking all the ties, like you said, mm-hmm. and where the ties are and how many ties, et cetera. It's an important the, question. And the reason that I ask that question is because this project could be very, 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 very easily done with 3D modeling, not mapping, not double grid, you know, from 100 feet up or whatever. That's not going to give you enough detail, especially with a phantom or a 20 megapixel sensor, especially when you run the typical processing templates from drone deploy or pix4d where you're turning two pixels into one right i can go down the rabbit hole a hundred levels deeper if you want but we're not going there um so and you know he's asking for an ortho mosaic unfortunately i think that that is the wrong term because an ortho mosaic is really a 2d uh media asset okay you're literally taking images stitching them together and scaling it to the ground and making one 2d image it's not really a 3d uh, model. So to say, I'd like an ortho mosaic of this wall. Ooh, I, I'm not sure that that is the best w- best way to to say it. But again, we know what he's wanting to accomplish. Sure, he's right? trying to create a 3D model and allow people to click that model to look at the photos to say, hmm, yeah, that was done well, or no, it wasn't done well. Right. And the best way that we can do that to provide more of a human experience and looking at those little ties is by having as many perspective and viewpoints of that particular tie as possible. Well, how do we do that at scale? This is why, well, this is one of a thousand reasons as to why we teach the orbital formula of acquisition. This is why we teach um, how to, uh, to produce highly highly visually appealing results without GCPs. I mean, we have two exercises on this in the class. I just, I just did this yesterday. <laughs> um, so literally he's talking about, you know, they want a 3D model to inspect. Well, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, with drone deploy, they could do that. Uh, you know, they could add an, an additional user, have the person come in, work with the model, add annotations and export a report. It's pretty cool. Hmm. With Pix40 desktop, you can click anywhere in a particular model and it'll show the image and blow it up. The only issue is that then the inspector now has to be trained on either drone deploys, cloud process, or Pix40 desktop. And it's a lot easier to learn drone deploys cloud than it is Pix40 desktop. Then there's the last aspect of this, which is you know, you want to be able to control your data, right? If you just throw something up in the cloud and you stop paying your bill, are you still going to retain that data somehow is the question. Hmm. And so I don't really, uh, I don't really know the answer to that question. Um, yeah, because you're gonna, you're gonna want to maintain a record of the inspection and what happened. Yeah, oh for sure. Right. And you want to retain the data. Maybe you sell it later to uh, the HVAC guy who's getting sued because there's rebar in the way blocking some vent that's closing it off and leaking air into the house, and now there's a mold problem. Wow. I could sell that data set for another 10 grand. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, um, my, and that's something that you guys really need to think about too, is the, no matter what the mapping job, you're going to want to retain the data. There's power in that. Uh, you can resell that data, but let me get back to how. OK, 
Okay. Using Pix4D desktop, we could use the advanced processing options to create a 3D model of this area. Now, he's talking about very finite detailed stuff. So he's probably going to have to shoot a very specific acquisition plan, which we go over in the mapping class. It would work for that. Um, but he would also probably have to add another very important variable, which is the type of weather that he maps in. Mm. In order for this to work, there's no doubt in my mind that he would have to follow that formula. No, I'm not giving that super advanced stuff out for free on the podcast. So make sure to check out the class. That said, he could use Pix4D desktop with an orbital flight plan following the formulas that we give out to students and that we taught at Pix4D, their, their conference. We can use that, create a 3D model, upload it to the cloud, and then in the cloud, now you can add markers. You can add annotations. You can color code markers to say, here's your highest level of priority of stuff to look at first. Go look at that stuff. You can take measurements in there. Now, if I were doing a 3D model, probably not going to use GCPs, to be honest with you. I find better reconstruction without them. Hmm. Now, that brought me to the question of, is the inspector trying to measure? Mm -hmm. Because if they are, I would probably throw some scale constraints down, X and Y, and maybe even on the Z to make sure that my data is as accurate as possible. My guess is that they would want that capability. Once they're looking at it, they yes. would probably want that capability. And I mean, you could use GCPs too, but then you've got to kind of change the acquisition plan a little bit. And I really just don't know how necessary GCPs would be because if you flew sub 50 feet within, say, a 100 to 150 foot radius following the fl advanced flight plan from there on, you know, what additional flights to do from that. I think 100% he could process on the desktop. He could even process in the cloud. And now with PIX4D cloud and their new cloud system, he can use that model just like Matterport. I mean, it's phenomenal what they've added to the cloud. And the fact that you don't have to pay more for it and it's included in your PIX4D mapper subscription blew the doors off of the competition just now hmm. blew the doors off so okay so that is where he would present that information is in the pix4d cloud system and so that's where you're wondering well, what do you how do you maintain that data if you're not continuing to pay that's what we don't know yeah yeah or drone deploy is there yeah okay well, and so Drone Deploy, you know, in, in all fairness to Drone Deploy, they actually have some really cool stuff working in the background as far as different processing engines to work with 3D models. But I don't believe that's Drone Deploy's strong suit. I think Drone Deploy's strong suit is in orthomosaic construction. Mm. It's, I think it's in construction industry in general. I do not think that their forte is in 3D modeling. Now... Pick, you, know, you could also make the argument that PIX4D is not made for 3D modeling, but PIX4D gives you the variables and the processing options and the different processing templates that if you know how to use them, hmm. you are going to have more flexibility in the data product. You're going to have the ability to manipulate the data product. And if the data product does not actually process, you can go back and change up some things and get it to process. 
those same options may not necessarily be available in cloud processors. And that's because, yeah, that's because you're, you're controlling all that through the desktop version. So that's the key point, Rob. Yeah. That's the key point. Pix4D Cloud is the only cloud that you can actually control all the processing options. But the way that you do it is through your desktop. So yeah, you set up the project in your desktop. And I actually told people, mark your GCPs in desktop, re-optimize, and then push the project up to be processed. Because then you save yourself. Then you, you gosh, I can't even explain the value here. Because you're getting a level level of georectification you cannot physically achieve in the other engines because of science. It's two factors. Factor number one is ellipsoid error and how you correct that. Most people don't even know that exists. Point number two is the method in which you mark GCPs in a circular motion to reduce ellipsoid error. And then the third aspect is how far you can zoom into the photos to mark said GCP. Rob, if I had a measuring tape and I measured the corner of this studio from that corner to that corner, and I asked you sitting from here about 10 feet away from that corner to tell me what the measurement was, do you think that's going to be a very accurate representation of the length of that wall when you are 12 feet away reading the measuring tape? Especially not with my eyes, no. So you're probably going to want to be a few inches to even a foot away from the tape to actually see where the edge of the wall lands on the tape, right? Absolutely. So the if same, I want, if I care about being really accurate, exactly, which is the same thing as to why Pix4D is fundamentally a superior mapping product than everything else. They literally just took all the things that other people were doing better and added it for free. And that you're like, like, I'm excited because I'm like, holy cow, I can now do so much more. I can teach so much more. It's really exciting. Um, and I love the fact that Pix4D is the only system that you can control the processing options in the cloud. If something fails, you've got a record. You can go back and check it. You don't have to call someone. You don't have to email someone. You don't have to reach a support desk to someone who probably has half as much mapping experience as you do. The thing is, is if let's say on another cloud processor, your model just did not construct a point cloud. I've had it happen numerous times. Delmar racetrack, perfect example. Mm -hmm. With Pix4D in using a hybrid between the desktop and the cloud, if something goes wrong, I can go back and change the processing options, just like the model I just showed you, mm -hmm. where I jacked up the potential matches and then it didn't show glass or the roads, right? Okay, let's just reduce matching number and go to multi-scale, problem solved. I don't have to sit in front of a computer for 30 hours fixing something. I don't have to talk to a service team. I just fix it, I move on, and I serve my client. Sorry, it was a really passionate. It was like really passionate. <laughs> this is important stuff. But so. Pix40 Cloud is the only cloud that you have full control. You still own your data. You're able to use it like Matterport now so you can work with remote teams. Like Pix4D, stop it. You just crushed it. Like, get out of here, on good. Like, it's too much for me to handle. <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh, that's funny. So in this case, then there would be the detail for an inspector to look at. Because rebar, obviously, is small, right? Super small. Would you need to do something? Which is like, why you have to do the orbital flight plan, not a free flight, too. I am not going into mm. the science behind that because I will give up more value than this show has ever been worth to us. <laughs> but what I was going to ask is how much does your background matter? It's like if you've got a dark background and you've got the dark rebar, 
just seems like it'll be harder. I mean, so you bring up a good point, right? With Pix4D desktop, if we click a specific point, it shows us the rays, aka straight line of where that particular point is in an image. And you can see all the images, right? And then if you hover over the image and press spacebar, now the image blows up to full screen and you can see said image, right? But the issue with that is that you have to train someone on how to uh, interact with Pix4D desktop. And it's, it's not really the most intuitive setup. Okay? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of nuances to it, and there's a lot of glitches to it. That being said, with Pix40 Cloud, it's very simple to say marker, annotation, and the annotations actually give you more information than a Matterport annotation. With Matterport, you cannot see the X, Y, and Z values. Hmm. You can't see the elevations. That's really important. But with Pix4D Cloud, you can. So, for example, like I was just showing you, if I click a point, it shows me the images. The background doesn't matter because now I'm just looking at the images. I click full screen, image blows up, and now I can zoom in as much as I want into that image to look at the rebar. There's a specific reason as to why the orbital flight plan over free flight. But once again, not going to say it. Okay. So yeah, it sounds like you could zoom in and then be able to look at the ties and how well were they done? Were, were they wrapped enough times or whatever the criteria are? Yeah. You'd probably be able to see that. This is a good example though of like unique, you know, when they launched their H520, they had three cameras. They had that zoomed in 12 megapixel and then the 20 megapixel and the thermal blend camera. And this is a good example as to why you would see a mapping drone with one particular camera that's super zoomed in already. This is a good example, right? This is a perfect example on why to use the Inspire 2 for mapping with the X7. Hmm. Because you could throw, the th I think it's the 35 millimeter lens on there, okay? And then we can do our orbits, <clears throat> try to do them in one flight plan, by the way. Otherwise, you're going to have to overcome an error with multiple, multiple camera errors, which can be fixed now. We figured out a way to do that. But Inspire 2, X7, much larger frame, much more detail. And now, you know, I taught at PIX40 conference that you shouldn't use the X7 because of two processing errors. There is a way to fix those now. Hmm. And so that's very exciting because DJI messed with the EXIF data on images so that you could not use the Inspire as easy and seamlessly with third-party apps doing mapping. That being said, with a zoomed-in lens, I get way more detail. I'm going to use Pix4D desktop to set up the project, spin it up in the cloud, send my client a quick little screenshot video. Here's the link for your, uh, your model. Here's how you interact with it. If you want to move around, do this. If you want to orbit, double-click or press shift and move everything around. And then if you want to look at these annotations, check this. You want to zoom in, click a point, you'll see the photos come up, select the photo that you want, full screen, voila. <laughs> All I got to say is uh, you're seeing why you want to learn photogrammetry from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Uh, I love it. I well, love clearly, it because it's like you you mix create creativity with photogrammetry, and if you mix those two well, you crush everybody in photogrammetry because they've been living inside of this box their whole life, mm. and then you crush everybody in creativity because they're not structured and focused enough to deliver the technical thing. So when you when you've got both of those things kind of like at your uh, in your ammunition box, it's really easy to creatively solve 
solve complex problems that have been difficult for other people to solve. I'm not saying that I'm the best. I'm good. It's way better than me. Now, do I have more experience than him? Astronomically. But that doesn't make me a better person. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. I don't either. I don't either, frankly. My point is, is that well, there's no the point in comparing. But I'm You're also on, just yeah. saying that you know, I'm trying to prove a point too that you stop thinking and labeling yourself as someone good at math, as someone good at bean counting, Rob, as someone good at just flying, right? People just think I'm the pilot, right? I never, ever, ever thought that I was smart enough for photogrammetry and now I teach it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you want to learn it here. That's for sure. My point Crazy is stuff. believe in yourself. Yes. Don't be afraid to pursue dreams that may seem unrealistic. Anyway, well that said. was my point of saying that. Yeah, well said. I totally agree. Don't be afraid to fail. Let's go get some rocket fuel. I am starving. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us. You're not going to want to miss those uh, virtual mapping classes. Just so everyone knows, uh, we've got a drone mapping boot camp, virtual UAV operations, and virtual interactive 3D modeling. It actually, I realize everything I just went through right here, I don't have in the interactive modeling class. I'm wondering if we should add it. We'd have to add a whole other day to the class but it could be astronomically valuable, but we'd have to change that price. That being said, join us for the next series of classes that start in September, September 9th through 11th. September 18th is going to be for interactive modeling. UAV operations is the 17th. In October, we repeat this, the system. October 14th through 16th, we're back into the mapping boot camp. The 13th, we're into virtual flight mastery. The 23rd and 22nd, we're back into operations and interactive modeling. There it is, laid out. Yes. Go to uh, H, you got to do the H -T. H HTTPS colon slash slash <laughs> bit.ly slash <laughs> map. What was it? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Map class 2020. I hope you're right. <laughs> I am. Okay. Uh, anyway, find out why even Pix40 sends clients to us for certain types of training. You will not find more comprehensive training on the internet. You also won't find the on-the-job aspect of it, the apprenticeship, learning the real-life nuances of why we use certain products for certain things. If you want to know, you know, how to use Pix4D React to do live uh, event planning or up to the up to the minute <laughs> emergency response planning then you're going to want to go to the class that's the thing is that we do not brand this class as a construction mapping class law enforcement mapping class because we believe that you guys are smarter than that and we don't want to fool you because you can create any of the data products from one particular tool. If you want to learn that, join us. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This was a lot of fun. Hope you join us next time. <laughs> Leave us a review. Thank you very much. Thank you. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, 
enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.